This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, a double from Clark drags United out of the dark. The draw before long-awaited home return, and it's derby time again. Hello, and welcome to that rarest of Twa Teams, One Street. We're talking to each other after both teams have not got beat. What's going on? I'm Tom Duthie. With me today, George Cran. Hello. Ewan Smith. Hi. And Graham Finnan. Hello, everyone. I should explain, we can't see each other today, so it's not as, it's, it's actually much better because I'm looking out over my nice back garden. Well, actually, my neighbour's back garden. It's much nicer than mine's. And it's beautiful. I've never said that, that the view was beautiful on twa teams before. But... <laughs> It's a busy week, a busy day, so less of my nonsense, let's get on with it. Ewan, I take it you're unbearably happy. Yeah, I've been unbearably happy even when Dundee United are losing, aren't I? You know, fucking, I'm, I'm able to put a positive spin on anything, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the spin doctor of Tayside. So, Sue Gray's report was great for Boris then, was it? Or will <laughs> oh, it be? <laughs> oh, it will be by the time I've analysed it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe let's not. stick to United. Uh, maybe even I couldn't uh, turn that around, I don't think. But um, yeah, United, um, two back-to-back wins for them, 2-1. Um, I, was, I was just saying before we came on air um, to bear that both games, I, I when I watched the games, I never at any point during the game, even though they were both very tight, did I think United are not going to win these games. I was sitting next to one of our esteemed uh, former colleagues, uh, Neil Robertson, last night, and at one nil he's sitting there and he's he's typing away his match report, quite the thing, quite happy, and he's saying, oh, "I could do with another wee goal here just to make it to to make it uh, clear, you know, you know, he wanted an additional goal for Ross County, so he could just send his his report away." Why nobody reads the publications he writes for now? Uh, no, <laughs> no, but we'll all know that as we'll all know that as reporters, you do get to a point in the game when you've got your report finished and you become really selfish and you just want the thing that's easiest for your report to go away. But I says to him, I says, ah, but if we could get two quick done United goals, that would make your report better anyway." Um, that's, what, that's exactly what I would have said, you know, I never ever once got to the 90th minute and said, and my teams were losing and said, please don't score. I never did that. Never. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you did, Tam. I bet you did. I bet you were sitting there with your intro and your feet on the table, just just relaxed, ready to hit that send button, and then I you never were once threw my laptop across the press box. <laughs> oh, we've all we've all been there. The intro busting last minute goals are, are they're fantastic yes. for the fans when they're on the ground. I mean, the Dundee United fans absolutely lapped up uh, Nicky Clark's ninety first minute header. Um, but you slumped in your seat. No, 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 because I was I was prepared for it. To be honest, I'd already started writing mantra about Nicky Clark rescuing the rescuing a point. So it was just turning about a little bit because he did actually help to win the game. So it's the first it's the first um league win in just over two months, two months and seven days, um when they beat Aberdeen one 0 How many minutes? Oh, I've not got that. I'm not that much oh, a stato. Come on. <laughs> I'm not as fast at all, but there's a couple of positive aspects about Dundee United I've noticed over the last two games, and I was positive about the the latter stage of the St Mern game because I saw signs of a more attack-minded Dundee United side, and I've seen that over the last couple of games, particularly the first half at Rugby Park. Um, they changed the formation that day. They, they were 
going more of a three-five-two formation. Kieran Freeman was almost um, like a, an additional striker at some points, getting into the penalty box a lot. Um, but Tony Watt alongside Mark McNulty, I think there's the makings of a, a good uh, partnership there. You do you think those two could clean up more of that later? Oh, but <laughs> I like the pun there. <laughs> I like the pun. But yeah, I think that that's a good make is a good partnership. But last night they reverted back to four three three again. Um, McNulty was the focal point of the attack. Watt in on the left, and they had Pollock started on the right. But then Nicky Clark came off the bench um, just at the start of the second half after they were one 0 down. And what an impact he made! Um, you could. He's a clever player, Nicky Clark. You know, he, he doesn't always get the credit he deserves. And I think Tam Courts made the point last night. There was there was been a lot of pressure on him this season because McNulty's been injured for four and a half months. Max Biamu, who came in to replace McNulty, got injured and is he's not actually played a single minute at Tanadice yet. Um, so Nicky Clark has been the striker that they've been lying the goals in. I, it's possibly, despite the fact he got two goals last night, it's possibly too much pressure on Nicky Clark. He's maybe got more to his game than just being a, an out-and-out goal scorer. So um, maybe in a bizarre sort of way, the pressure's off him as a main striker and he might start scoring more goals now. Yeah, I mean, since you mentioned Nicky Clark, throughout his career, going way back before he was at United, he's he's been dogged by questions about, oh, is he Premier League quality? Uh, and I was I was out with someone last week, a United fan, who who said, oh, I'm, I'm never sure about Nicky Clark, but you know what? He scores a lot of important goals, and the things he the things he does are Premier League quality. Surely, he maybe doesn't do it quite often enough, but if you look back over his United career. A lot of these goals are in games that are draws or they've, United have won by one goal. So they really count, don't they? Yeah, and I think that the, the, the aspect that's often overlooked, the Dundee United attack needs really hard-working players in it. For the system that Tam Course wants to play, even though on paper you're looking at a 4-3-3, three, three, you're really needing all three of those players to, to track back, all those players to press, to harry. And Nicky Clark does that really, really well. So does Peter Pollard, to be honest with you. In the words of the late great Meatloaf, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I think that Nicky Clark doesn't get credit for in games where he doesn't make a contribution hugely with the ball, he does his work. He does the tasks that the manager's given him. And and so so does so does Mark McNulty last night. He was all over the part. Tony Watt, the, the ground that, that that man covers is incredible. He's not scored yet for Dundee United, but what a difference he's made to the Dundee United attack. He's dynamic, he's energetic, uh, he's, you know, he, he chases down every ball, uh, he, he gets, he delivers a fantastic cross from the left-hand side, he likes coming in from the left. I mean, there was a few Dundee United fans questioning when he when he made his debut as a substitute at St. Man, why is he out on the left? But that's where he's been playing for Motherwell, he's been playing on the left side of an attacking coming in. Um, so, yes, he's, the top joint top goal scorer now because actually the Ross County goal scorer Regan Charles Cook is now the joint top goal scorer with him. Um, so, uh, but he's there's so much more to his game, and it's the same for across the United attack. And when they go to Celtic Park on Saturday, they need hard working front line because they need they need a, a front line that's going to press the Celtic defence, try and force mistakes, but also track back, because there's going to be a lot of work to be done at Celtic Park. Let's make no bones about that. Even I can't put yeah, up... Yeah, Bear, so, sorry, you just to say, just because you used one of the watchwords of modern football press, I was going to bring Bear in here. Is, 
what Ewan says there about, you know, the Tony Watts arrival, I always think when you watch teams that press, where it often breaks down is because one player doesn't do it. And mm -hmm. in general, if one player doesn't do the work or his job properly, it can spread throughout the whole team. So the fact that the fact that Tony Watts come in and he's doing the work that the other two will do as well, that can that can be everything to a team, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. You need if you're going to, if you are going to press, that, that's that's what you need is just one cog in the wheel doesn't doesn't work, Tom, and that's uh, it does break down. What I've seen of Tony Watt very briefly is, is the quality that we all know he, he possesses. And it's not just about the goals. Obviously, Dundee United fans, he will get goals for United. But, you know, the, the bits and pieces that I've seen, he executes passes perfectly. You know, he, he sets boys up. It's either, either his crosses into the boxes are good or he's laying balls off right in front of a runner who can put the ball in. There's nothing more frustrating if a striker puts a ball in, in a player and it's behind him or it's right in, under his feet and he, he has to take another touch. But what I see from Tony Watt is, is the quality that he has got and he's shown throughout his career. And, and that in itself sets up attacks and sets up sets up goals for people, as, as we saw last night. Uh, Nicky Clark, yeah, I'm a big fan of Nicky Clark. I think he's, he's definitely... I think he's a bit streaky and we're speaking to you and off air about this and, and hopefully that's some... You know, I, I think we might see a few more goals from Nicky Clark over this, this wee period and it's a pivotal period for, for United, you know, and that, that could be really helpful, but we could maybe see him getting maybe half a dozen goals. Um, but he took his penalty well last night. It was right in the corner. The keeper went the right way. Um, the header for the winner I mean I, I think it was the guy Drysdale who's come in for County he managed to, he's a big lad he managed to get above him and, and stick it in the corner so yeah that, that's I've written I've written as well as George's copious notes I've written down on a piece of paper Declan Drysdale I had to look up his name Expletive. Dick, Declan, what, yeah. what's my and Malky Mackay had praised him earlier this week or over the weekend, but really I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be happy with my centre half. No offence to Nicky Clark, but he's several no, inches shorter. No, I, I and I think as well he managed to allow him to get a header and, and, and place a header beyond the keeper, which is isn't it too clever. But from looking at it from a United perspective, great one in the cup. It was a difficult place to go. Derek McKinnis has got Kilmarnock moving in the right direction. Great win last night, you know, stopped stopped the rock big style. And the good thing is, they've shown a bit of character, Tom. They've, they've, both these games, they've been behind and it would have been easy for them to, to feel, oh, here we go again. But they've not, they've, they've turned it around. And I think they can now, you know, they can really now look forward to the rest of the season and really start to, to, to try and push themselves towards getting back into that top six. If they can get Tony Watt firing, there's no reason why they can't do that. I also got to say, I like I like the look of Kieran Freeman. The more I see of him at right back, certainly in an attacking sense, you know, the lad he's certainly got something. He likes to get up and down that park, you know. So um, I've not seen too much of him defensively. Maybe maybe others would be able to, maybe you would be able to give me a bit more info on that one. But uh, every time I see him, he looks more and more like he wants to get involved and be a part of what United are doing at this point in time. But now, well well done to United. Well done to. The manager, Tam Coates, will be a relief for him that his team are now, are now moving again, moving in the right direction. And George, to mix our team section here on United, um, the, maybe the downside last night, and Ewan can update us on this, is Charlie Mulgrew uh, has a calf injury and could miss the trip to Celtic. That might that might be bad news for uh, your team if he's well rested for the derby next week. My team? I don't think Queen well, of the South. not Queen of the South. I meant your professional team, George. <laughs> <laughs> try to, oh, try to... oh, they're, they're, they're semi-professional Queen of the South, are they? <laughs> no, no. I meant we... I never even picked up on that. I never thought I'd use the <laughs> word professional about us. <laughs> uh, it's a huge player. I, I mean, 
you and the, is he going to make the derby? He could do. Um, there, there was talk last night. Of, uh, I mean, Tam Course, uh, one thing I, I will say about me is never the most uh, detailed or expansive when it comes to injuries. And he was talking about how he's getting a scan. I think the I think the issue with Charlie McGrew is an ongoing thing, and it's it's almost like he can play a game and then he needs to rest. Right. I. I my gut instinct is he probably won't play against Celtic on Saturday, but he might feature against Dundee. Yeah, and I know, and you know, United got a great draw there uh, earlier in the season, but missing the Celtic game, if it's the if it's the one game he misses, isn't historically the worst thing for one of your big players, <laughs> is it? Exactly. It's a, it's a game where you're. It's also a game where your defence is going to be stretched, and if if you've got a player with a muscle injury, especially. Maybe at the, the latter end of his career, it's probably not an ideal He's a veteran, to... George. You don't need to be nice <laughs> about that. Uh, we'll be talking about veterans later as well, I'm sure, uh, on the other section. But um, aye, it's not a game where you want a player who's got a bit of a, a muscle problem to be chasing after some of Celtic's really very good movement and, yeah. uh, and quick attackers I, they've got I, it's, it's, I, th- I, th- I think it'd be sensible to to keep him keep him under cotton wool and, and hopefully get him out for the the derby because he, he's been such a massive influence since he's arrived in, in the summer um probably more so than a, a lot of people expected just the, the the actual impact he's had over the team not just in his play but what he's done to the back line. Um, obviously, they struggled a bit of late to keep clean sheets, but he's 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 a seriously key player. Him, him and Edwards together make such a difference to United. Good stuff. I mean, talking of experienced players, chaps, just to move this on because we've got a lot to pack in. Ewan, were you a bit surprised by Mark McNulty's comments, going back to my cleaner pun, about he'd rather be a cleaner at United than stay at Reading? Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a throwaway quip. I did that interview with him the other day at St Andrews, and it was a throwaway quip from him. But I think he was just underlining the point of how well a his situation is going to be in the summer. He's going to be out of contract. There's absolutely no doubts that he will be renewing any contract at Reading. He probably possibly may never appear at Reading's training ground ever again. Um, I think he was making it absolutely clear that he's going to be a free agent. Um, and he didn't want to big himself up and say that I've got this club and that club. He's, I think he's he's saying, you know, I don't know if I I, I, I might end up being a cleaner. I might, you know, I, I might end up doing another job. Um, I think he's certainly. So, I mean, what, what you're basically saying, the poor lad was trying to say to United and other clubs, I'm here, I'm going to be available for a permanent deal. He's just trying to get employment to secure his future, his family's future, and you turned it into controversy. No, not at all. I think I think Mark McNulty, I think if you read the, the comments from Mark McNulty, I think he was fairly in depth about his feelings. It's clearly it clearly hasn't um been a happy move for him moving from Coventry to Reading and we can see that by the amount of uh, loan moves that he's made. I think this is his fifth loan spell away from from Reading. They've never really given him a chance, you know. The no. Reading supporters I've seen have commented and they're criticizing him, but as far as I can see, he's only started eight games for them. I mean, how can you how can you formulate an opinion on how good a player is on the basis of eight games? I don't know. Um, I think that's a little bit harsh on Mark McNulty. Um, prior to moving to Reading, he had a, an amazing season at Coventry. I think he scored 28 goals in 52 games, which is a goal scorer. Um, so, I mean, he's obviously got that in his locker. Um, so, I think from United's perspective, the positive side of things were 
from the way he was talking, I would not rule out if if he can start to produce a bit of form between now and the the summer and and Dundee United look and see God we we could really do with him permanently. It might not be impossible for Dundee United to get him. I think in the past it was almost assumed that his his wage demands would be too high that yeah. Dundee United would never be able to afford him. But the way he's talking and and the way he his contentment at Dundee United. So I mean that's another point about he's he's making the point he's really really happy at Dundee United. It could be a marriage made in heaven you know if he gets the form and Dundee United say right we're going to outlay the money to get him it, it could well be somebody going forward it could be a player that you're getting a, a, a good age um, good ability he's got one Scotland cap if he can recapture the form he's shown in the past it could be a very good sign for Dundee United yeah and and Bear re- realistically you tend to think that Mark McNulty's future is probably in a league like the Scottish Premiership or Premier League so you would hope that his wage demands would reflect that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's a good situation uh, for Dundee United to be in, Tam, because obviously he's out of contract. He's got to earn a contract, whether that's at Dundee United or whether that's somewhere else. He's going to have to, to play and, and, and do well over this next two or three months to get himself as good a contract as he possibly can. But as Ewan says, if he is... I mean, I, you're never ever sure. I mean, you, you, you're not sure what's happened at Red. They're a club I, I don't believe pay too much attention to, I've got to say, but you think they would just get on with things. But it just shows you sometimes life can be difficult. You think all oh, these clubs would be pretty straightforward, but I suppose it is down to the fact that he, he didn't get much of a, a run, you know, in the team. Um, but if he is content, if you're content at your work, and, you know, you're, Ewan's absolutely right. You might, you might be willing to lower his demands. You know, and 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 accept a, a contract at Tannadice. And if you've got a happy player, you, you tend to get a player who's, who's doing well for you, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> they go hand in hand these sort of things. So yeah, I think it's a good situation for United to be in because even if Mark McNaughty isn't going to get a contract at Tannadice, he's got to play to yeah. prove himself good enough to get a contract elsewhere. Yeah, and maybe showing that uh, diplomacy is still alive and well. Uh, it's emerged that Kevin McDonald, who had been training with United, having trained with Dundee earlier this season. Uh, after as he comes back from his kidney transplant, he's now been down at St Johnson. Is that and United have been very quiet and gracious about it? Does that suggest he's maybe not quite ready yet? Mm, possibly not. I think United really like him, really like what he's shown in training. I think that um, he's clearly. I mean, he's a he's a top class player. that's yeah. played at a really high level in English football. You know, there's no doubts about that. But clearly. Um, what what's going on in his life away from football has been very very difficult in the recovery and anyone that can come back and play professional football I take my hats off to him after that but I think United really like him as a player um, I think he could add a, add something different to their midfield um, I think it's at the moment I think United are potentially looking to try and move players out on loan to try and see if they can free up a space in their side and I don't I, I wouldn't say that it's quite the end of the road potentially for Kevin McDonald and Dundee United's interest yet um, but I think obviously clearly St Johnston he's at St Johnston now St Johnston have probably got money I'm not, not saying money to burn but they've certainly they've certainly got more ready reserves at the moment um, and they're clearly in the market for players so it's whether or not they could offer him more than Dundee United could potentially and whether or not they could tie up a deal quickly, quicker or not um, so I wouldn't entirely rule out Kevin McDonald being a Dundee United player, but it's a complicated situation at the moment. That made my head hurt a bit. 
Sorry, I always make your head <laughs> hurt when I talk. <laughs> you do. I think it's easier when you're just quoting stats here, and I can understand them just about. But it's a, it's an, in, an interesting one because there's, you would tend to think uh, for him, United's a more attractive option if it's there. Yeah, I think that I think that's the case. But then the the, the boy wants to play football, and if there's not a yeah. if there's not a, a contract in black and white right in front of his, his face that he can sign at that moment in time. Then he probably he probably wants to make sure he ties up. You know, I mean, it's I know he's a free agent, and I know that he can move out with the transfer window. That it doesn't have to be a deal done by deadline day for for Kevin McDonald. I know that's that that takes away one of the the complications, but he probably wants to get playing football as, as soon as possible. I mean, he said he's training spell at Dundee. He's now the training spell at Dundee United, and now he's gone to St Johnston. So. He clearly wants to move to this part of Scotland. He clearly is keen to to move. Him. He's from country. He's from yeah. Well, he's from Carnoustie originally, isn't he? So he's he clearly wants to move back up. Well, the road. that's on the edge of God's country, to be fair. Yeah, right next to both. You're right, spot on. Uh, <laughs> wrong way, you and wrong way. <laughs> but I mean, he clearly wants to be back up the road. He wants to play football, and I really hope that for Kevin McDonald's sake that we see Kevin McDonald yes, back on a football pitch definitely. and I hope that he can produce the kind of form that he's done in the past um, and it'd be nice to see him at one of our clubs you know I mean I, I, I'd quite like to see him at Dundee United because I'm a wee bit keen to see good players at Dundee United I want to watch good players all the time so I'd like to see him there but I'd just like to see him play football again Good stuff more about United later but after this we'll switch to Dundee Right George, Dundee, it was a dure draw, according to one report I saw. Well, you know what? (laughs) Hold my hands up here for not paying enough attention. Uh, Have we been a bit hard on Dundee? They've only, it's one of the last eight games was at Dens. Now, why I say that is if you draw your away games and can win your home games, it's a good season. Yeah, that has been a a pretty tough season. Tough we run and coming up is, is three home games in the space of the space of a week. Uh three games that they'll be looking to get points in certainly because uh Simern, obviously United kinda takes care of itself in this Ross County at home uh, next Saturday. So they'll be hoping to to put that plan into practice, as you say, win your home games, draw your away games and you move yourselves up the table. They also haven't conceded in two games now, which is certainly a step forward. The defence has, has yeah. been struggling all season, uh, and that can't be downplayed, I don't think. Uh, they rode their luck a wee bit at St Johnston at times. Um, St Johnston obviously have their own troubles to scoring goals. Um, it, it wasn't a good game, particularly at McDermott Park. Dundee didn't play that well, but there was a bit of fighting a bit of attitude about them that was maybe lacking a wee bit at Livingston last week um, feels like there's small shoots of recovery maybe it looks like I get a couple of results they can maybe build on but that can only come with it with a good result against Simran who are playing really well um, so that's yeah. the, I, th- I think that's the way they can make that make the result at St. Johnston into a good result is by yeah, if, if come five o'clock on Saturday, they've got four points from the last two games. Yeah. It's three games unbeaten from the uh, adding the cup win at Dumbarton last weekend. That has to be something to be encouraged by. I think so. And they've been injuries just keep 
blighting them, to be honest. It, with important players, Danny Mullen was out with illness, uh, and he was he was a huge loss, really, because Lee Griffiths just isn't the Lee Griffiths we remember at all. He, he struggled really to get involved in the game. He had a, a decent shot in the second half that brought a good save from Xander Clark, but his touch that was lacking when it, when it really mattered. A couple of moments where good balls were played into him. And What's happening a, with him? It seems to be he's, he's oh. been in limbo most of January. Aye, uh, well, it's Celtic have obviously told him he, he he won't be heading back there. Um, and it is uh, my opinion on it seems to change game to game or week to week, and whether Dundee will, will offer him a a, a short term deal till the end of the season or keep him on at a much smaller contract than he, he'd been on, which. If it's cheap enough, I'd say it's probably worth the gamble just to have him in the squad and on the bench for times when you need a goal. Um, but then it felt like that was his that was his chance really to show with Danny Mullen being out, he was starting. This is his chance in a big game to show that he can still still cut it in the Premiership, um, and he really he didn't take it at all really um, for me. There's been whispers of maybe an offer from. A, the lower leagues at Queen's Park have been mentioned, possibly even interested. So there might be interest elsewhere in picking them up. Um, I, I get, we just have to wait until the end of the month, I think, which isn't too far away, I suppose. But uh, it felt like that was his chance and he didn't take it. Yeah, and Bear, did, Niall McGinn's arrived on a, an 18 month mm-hmm. contract uh, this week. Was a came on as a sub at St Johnston. If nothing else, there's there's less money for in the kitty for Lee Griffiths as the end of the month approaches. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a George. I, I mean, I think if it's a short term deal, I would I would keep him. I'm, I'm desperately hoping that he's gonna he's gonna find something. I think he is a yard short um, where he where he should be. But you just feel that Lee Griffiths has got still got something to offer Dundee, you know. And I think of the you know keep him to the end of the season wouldn't be a bad thing, Tom. To, you know, and, and and the hope that he does he does come up trumps. I think he's trying hard enough, but when you lose that yard, it doesn't matter who you are. When you lose that wee yard up top, then you find defenders are getting blocks and are getting in front of you, and and that's what's what's happening at this point in time. I've got to say, um, last night's game it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. I mean, I, I, the surface the surface was all right, but I was just on the soft side. It was one of these ones that was going to cut yeah. up as the game moved on. Players were slipping. That was a mentioned bit. a lot after the it game. It was actually. an absolute. Yeah. Blana Hooley, as they say. Yeah. And when you add those two things into two teams full of nervy players, it doesn't make for a good spectacle. And that's exactly <laughs> what it was. The first half was was dreadfully, dreadfully poor. I felt for St. Johnston and, and Nadia Chiefchi. Obviously, they've brought him in hoping that he can do a turn for them and he's got to go off very early on with what looked like a calf problem. Um, you mean you were you weren't among the, the ones cheering when he No, I when no, he I know he was getting, he was getting a bit a bit of stick and you know <laughs> but from the Dundee fans. I was more concerned with the fact well, that what do you mean that, Bear? You do mean to be fair to St Johnson, they've brought him in to add bite to the attack. Boom boom, <laughs> you're <know>, a week. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. He's a very <laughs> nice boy Nadia <laughs> off the park by yes. the way. Yeah, yeah. Um but I was more concerned when Chris came Kane came on because he's he's a bit of a handful in his own right, you know. But I'll tell you what, I I don't know what James McPake was thinking at half time or what he said, but he only he made a double substitution. The second half had only gone about four minutes. And he, he shouted for for uh, Charlie Adam and Niall McGinn, which seemed a bit strange. Why would you know just do it at half time? I don't know. If I've, I've 
Paul McGowan had picked up a knock or something, George, and he wanted to change things just there and then. I, and he, he thought, oh, I'll just do it now. But it changed the complexion of the game for Dundee. Yeah, it did. The addition of Niall McGinn, as George said, there are shoots of recovery here, I think, um, because you saw instantly a man who has played at a much, much higher level. You didn't get 60-odd caps for Northern Ireland and give the ball away cheaply. And straight away, he came on and Dundee began to start making inroads into the St. Johnston defence down that left-hand side and getting balls into the box and good link-up. And all right, they didn't create very many clear-cut chances. But what Niall McGinn offers, it looks as though it could do Dundee a lot of good in the coming weeks. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a real plus. I thought Charlie Adam coming on looked, looked a plus as well. Those two linked up, linked up quite well. Um, I think I've got to give credit as well where credit is due to Liam Fontaine, who got absolute pelters at the Livingston game, and rightly so for you know some of the, for his for his performance. Him and Big Sweeney at the back were outstanding last night, and and, and you know did their jobs magnificently. Uh, Paul McMullen again, you know, uh, work rate simply simply phenomenal. But Dundee need to find something going forward. So it's how they how they translate that good work into wins. And I've, I'll tell you the biggest thing I've got now for Dundee, and you mentioned it, Tom. They've been away from home a lot recently. Well, here's the biggest hope, you know, a biggest encouraging sign for Dundee going forward over the next, the, the 11 games to the split. Eight of them are in Dundee. They've got seven home games and one game at Tannadice. Now, if that's not an opportunity to, to push yourself away from the bottom of the league, then I don't know what is between now and, and now and the, and the split. And they should take full advantage of that. Big week coming up with, with, with the three games, obviously, but it's three games they can pick up points. And so, yeah, I mean, they've been going through a tough period and you got the feeling that a point, I think for both managers last night, that, that they would have accepted that. But you need, for Dundee to push themselves back up and into the, into the pack, they need to start winning some games and hopefully that'll start on Saturday against the Mum. You, and uh, ignoring the fact that Bear came up with a stat there and I'm now worried we might have <laughs> to have another lockdown because this could be a new pandemic. You've probably <laughs> seen more of Niall McGinn down the years uh, than the, the, the rest of us. Uh, he, he strikes me as a player that uh, quality player but a lot of his games about energy uh, and from what Bears and George are saying it's good to know he's still got that at 34 yeah I think a lot of his game is about energy but I think maybe we were doing him a disservice to say that, would be, that if you take the energy away he's not got I mean, he's a quality player with the ball at his feet um, he, yeah. he delivers a fantastic cross ball absolutely terrific cross ball set pieces I mean he scored a, a number of Cracking free kicks for Aberdeen over the years. Um, he's a, I mean, it, and Dundee, Dundee clearly like to bring players who are at the latter stage of their career and bring them in and give and, and, and add that experience. And at this stage, you see, they probably need to add experience, don't they? They can't add a young player and and hope for the potential. They need they need things to change. But what interesting listening to both Bear and George there. I'm detecting a real air of positivity in both their voices, which we haven't heard for a number of weeks. Mm. It's not only me that's Mr. Positive Spin Doctor. So <laughs> maybe maybe there are shoots of recovery as Bear's talking about and 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 I I hadn't been aware of I wasn't aware of the stat about how many home games Dundee came up. So it maybe does give them an opportunity to, to get things down and if if they add maybe one more or two more. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is with Dundee. If they're still looking for players, then then maybe they can turn it. I mean, looking at the league table, I mean, the the result last night with, with Ross County losing obviously helped Dundee a little bit as well. You know, they 
they gained another point on Ross County and they've got Ross County coming up in the next couple of weeks. They'll be looking for a bit of revenge in that game. So Nicky Clark's Dundee's player of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. Um, I'm not so sure they'll be saying that after after uh, Tuesday night. We'll see. We'll see what we'll happens see, on Tuesday we'll night. Whether, whether Nicky Clark's um, uh, are still Dundee's player of the month or if he's, or if he's done United's player of the month. But, um, but yeah, no, I think in all seriousness, I think Niall McGinn will add a little bit of quality, and I hope. I hope he. I hope for Dundee's sake, he does add the bit of quality that he's got in his locker. Yeah, and George, ignoring Ewan's thinly disguised, Dens is now an old folks' home jibe. <laughs> oh come on! Uh, he's he's quite right though. It's uh, it's a time for experience. It's not uh, January signings, and particularly when you are where Dundee are, it's not a, it's not a time to gamble on a youngster, which a lot of clubs do. Yeah, sometimes there's no choice. Um... You could see that, I think, in the game at McDermott. Uh, I don't think a lot of people watching were maybe too kind on Christy Elliott's performance, but the fact that he was chosen ahead of Josh Mulligan has been really impressive at Peterhead in the right-back slot. kind of tells you that, that there's times you just have to put in a player who's, who's been about for a bit and knows knows the situation a bit better. But what I mean when it comes to signing signing new new bodies, it's pro. This is probably a time where you you go for a Niall McGinn as opposed to a, a as a, as I say, as teams in the past have done a, a sort of nineteen year old reserve who's very promising yeah. and might have a great career from Rangers or Celtic, and you can find out they're not quite ready yet. Yeah, and bringing in that experience, that bit of nouse, you could you could see that when he he came on the park Niall McGinn. Um, been around for a long time uh, in the Premiership. Knows exactly how the league works better than anybody, really. Um, and he'll have brought a lift to the whole place. I, w- I would think just coming into training, just a new face, somebody who's has actually scored quite a lot of goals against Dundee over the years as well. Yeah. Um, Don't which, we know that. Yeah, I think there's a certain one that's been certainly remembered by by fans at Dens Park. Um, but I think. Bringing in a, a player like that lifts the whole the whole team. Really, it's not just a new player that adds a bit of quality. The, there's a bit of freshness about the place. Uh, a, a new player, and he'll come in without the kind of maybe if there's baggage from the last six games we've done. You keep getting beat and the heads go down a wee bit. He, he'll have none of that coming in, uh, and that can lift the heads yeah. of the other players at the same time. I mean, let's not forget he's a current Northern Ireland international. We're talking about his yeah. age. Yeah. It's not like his international careers like a, in the, a thing in the past. So, I mean, that... And that's why he's joined Dundee, is, is to is to keep that going. Because James McBick was saying last night that um, McGinn's wanting to play in the Nations League for uh, Northern Ireland. And he felt he had to stay. He had to be playing a lot more games than he was at Aberdeen. But he had to stay in the Premiership. I think uh, he had an offer from Kilmarnock to go and, and rejoin Derek McInnes and mm-hmm. he decided that he's better off staying in the Premiership because he's more chance of staying in the Northern Ireland squad which is a good sign for Dundee I would say and it's bear it's a sign of a, a boy that thinks about things he's any time I've seen Niall McGinn he strikes me as a player who who has good ability don't get me wrong but he, he's one of these guys who he knows what he's good at and he sticks to that yeah I was just impre- impressed straight away, Tom, when he when he came on. You, you saw somebody, and I mean, you, you've got to imagine this. Like we've spoken about, the guy was sixty 
I think it's near 70 caps for Northern Ireland. Now, the first thing you're taught in international football is you don't give the ball away cheaply. And he did that straight away. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't see him misplacing a pass last night in the 35 minutes he was yeah. on the park. And he offered something going forward as well. And that can rub off on 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 players. You know, I mean, even even if he's not not having a great game, he's not doing daft things with the ball. He's not... He's, yeah. You know, the passes were good. But when he went, he went down the line a couple of times and it wasn't on to put the ball in the box, he's good on the ball. He came back up the line and he looked to, to play inside to Charlie Adam or he looked to play to, to, to the left back who's Cammy Kerr doing a good job there, I've got to say, to the best of his ability. But yeah, I was really impressed. And you're, you're, you're just, you saw someone else. For, for once, we're starting to see something down that left-hand side. I think now we've had Luke McEwen and Luke McEwen is a young man who's got great potential, but it's not there yet. What now McGinn will bring to Luke McEwen is Luke McEwen is going to have to up his game to get into that team mm. now. That's what he's going to have to do. I'll be very surprised if Luke McEwen starts. I think now McGinn will start against St. Murnau on Saturday. And now Luke McEwen has to realise he's going to have to up his game. But he can learn from now McGinn. Look at what he does with yeah. the ball. Look at how he protects the ball. And, and look at how he, he creates chances himself. So... Yeah, it's all, it was really, really sort of encouraging for Dundee last night in that aspect. There's, other, there's a lot of other areas apart they need to improve on as well, but given where they've been and, and the recent run they were on, they got through that one on Saturday, which, which wasn't, wasn't great at Dumbarton. They've got, their, they've got a point on the board last night, and hopefully with this run of games, as I say, Dense Park, that's where they've got to go and do it now. And, you know, and they've got a great opportunity to do that over the next few weeks. It's funny you mentioned that about him turning back a few times because one of the things that always struck me, I've been at a few games down the years at Pataudry where if things aren't going Aberdeen's way, probably because he's such a good crosser of the ball, he would at times he would turn back, play a simple ball inside and keep possession. And mm-hmm. the fans were, the fans are like, get the ball in the box, get the ball in the box. Now, I can't read the minds, but I'm, I'm assuming that Niall McGinn was looking in the box saying, but there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to keep the ball. And he seems to have that strength of character that he'll do what he knows right is right. He wants to get the ball in the box, but he knows if if the cross isn't on for any reason, yeah. keep possession. And a, and a lot of players right up, right up to the, the very highest level don't do that. The number of times no. you see guys Put, oh, that would that would have been a great cross if someone was in the box. Well, if you if you care to look up before you cross, it's not a great ball because there's nobody in the box. Yeah, well, the one thing about now again though, Tom is he's he's got a great left foot for putting balls yeah. in, but his right foot isn't a two bar either, so he's he's perfectly uh-huh. capable. He's not one of these boys that turns back on his right foot and kind of swing one in. He can put in a, a, an equally good cross in with both feet. So, you know, yeah, it's uh, it, as I say, it's uh, I think he's going to be a really good acquisition for Dundee. Yeah, and George. It seems the vibe I'm getting from you that he could be joined by another new face before the day the window shuts in the shape of Zach Rudden, who's already due to arrive in the summer. Yeah, they're hopeful of getting that one done. Obviously, they need to do a deal with Partick. They're hopeful that that'll that'll happen. I think Partick turned down a couple of bids at the start of the, the window from St Johnston and Mullerwell. Um and they'll be looking for a, a decent sum. But Dundee are needing a striker. Um, it was very, very clear uh, at McDermott Park and at Dumbarton when they missed, they missed a few chances at Dumbarton. Um, yeah, I think there's a good chance of that one. They're also home to get a. The, the one thing about Partick, because of their the, the relationship with the now late lottery winner, Partick can hold out for decent money, can't they? Yeah. 
Neen McCall knows how to play the game as well, uh, and he'll be he'll be no doubt have have his eyes on potential replacements if the, if the deal does happen. Um, you never know that there might be a, one or two players in that Dundee squad he might have an eye on if if Dundee come in and, and start to discuss a deal, um, whether it's loans or whatever. Um, that could happen. But Dundee are also uh, hoping to get a, a centre back in before the end of the window as well. Um, which give us a name. Give us a name. I don't have a name, I'm afraid. But uh, James Biggs says he'll certainly uh, improve. Or he, he said he was close to getting a couple, and he'll certainly get one of them. He said, he, uh, but uh, and one of them will certainly improve what they've got at the moment. So, watch this space. I would say. Yeah, and it's one of these I've just said that I mean, part that can hold out for money because of their circumstances. People might try to hold out for a wee bit of money. Uh, even a even a player might hold out for a wee bit of money in terms of wages, uh, because they know that Dundee need a centre half. But at the same time, with uh, with time running out, it might be the time that they get someone. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, we always see this every single January, even in the summer. It's it's, it's maybe not quite as pronounced in the summer as it is in, in January. But the, the end of the January window is always a bit chaotic, isn't it? When yeah. teams start to get a bit desperate and uh, deals, one deal happens and it dominoes in another because a player's now available and he moves on. And that's, I mean, we saw it not so long ago at Dundee. I'll think about you next week when I switch the light off and go to sleep. <laughs> that you've still got hours going. We'll see. Because <laughs> I remember <laughs> that uh, the Scott Bain, Simon Murray, Scott Allen triangle of transfers. I think you were on that, weren't you, Tam, at that point? You know what? I can't remember. <laughs> Tam had finished the three of them at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably fallen asleep. <laughs> Uh, but that was a classic January one with yeah. the three of them moving. I do have a vague, I have a vague memory of. I think it was Scott Allen. Scott Allen's left Easter Road. He's in a car. That's fine. I'm not going to drive down to the fourth bridge and see if I can spot him crossing heading for Dundee. <laughs> so we'll maybe have some of that. They've actually the Scott Allen's the one they've been looking at actually as well. Uh, he's he's not made up his mind. I don't think it looks like Simon might be winning that race, but. That's an all George, George, one of the names I've heard defensively I meant, meant to say to you um, is a guy Winston Reed. Is that is that come up in conversation at all? I've I've seen the rumor online, but there's been no mention yeah. of that. Was he not the character in 1984? Oh, no, it was Winston Smith. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Winston uh, off still game. It was one of that. <laughs> well, well I've on. <laughs> hey, if he can but play centre half, we'll we'll look at him. <laughs> As as you and said, he'd be the right age, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh dear, you're the Dundee reporter. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to. You're the to make types like that. Uh, you're the Dundee reporter. You said it. No. <laughs> don't be turning up. That's an interest. Stick. I just came out over that one. Uh, I, I don't know whether there's any truth in it. Yeah. Is it? Who is this boy? The West Ham. He used to play West Ham. He's New Zealand international. Mm. <laughs> that fills me That's with what, the joy. There you go. I remember he was him. Good I remember him. He was. He's a big lad. He was a big lad. Ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Maybe less than that. Here, this one's for Bear, but of trivia here, Bear, since he's a New Zealand yep. international, can you name the New Zealand international? I think he played in the 1974 World Cup. Who came from Dundee? Yeah, yeah. And I can't. I can't. I know. Yeah, Alan Both. Alan Both, yeah. His sister was at my school. Yeah. 
Can I remember the game? Wanted. Remember the game five two. Or I remember the it? slate pencils yeah. from my school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was it? Or was it eight? It must have been. Was it eighty two? He was in. The, he played against Scotland. It would have been eight. It was five two. And what was it? Was it seven four game? There was somebody else from Dundee. No, was there somebody else from Dundee played in the, the seventy four? That. Did they not play somebody? That was it Australia, did, somebody from in Australia. Maybe I'm, well, I'm maybe mixing my antip yeah. antipodean countries, but that's what happens when you get to my age. But he certainly, he, I remember that. But um, you have to say the fact he's a New Zealand international doesn't, it was it, it doesn't encourage me as yeah. much as the fact that he played for uh, West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> It was 82. Well, they need a defender anyway. That's that. Yeah. He, he's absolutely yeah. right because obviously Big Ascross still a bit off and a massive loss he has been. But, you know, there were encouraging performances last night from Sweeney and Fontaine, but they need to keep that level up. That's, yeah. They kind of switch off from that. When you're in the Premier League, you switch off for a minute and you're done in, you know, so... Uh, and he showed it, he, he uh, Livy, when they missed it, when they didn't have Sweeney. Yeah. That yeah. he's... He might not be everyone's favourite kind of defender, but he's a real fighter and he's yeah. very good in there. He really dominates in there. Yeah. And they missed that. As I'm fond of saying, despite all the sort of hype about the, the Robertsons and the Alexander-Arnolds and whatnot, the first thing a defender's got to do is defend. And that's what mm -hmm. Sweeney does, isn't it? Yeah. I, th I, think, he's, I think he's really grown in his, his, his position at Dundee, I would say. He was maybe a wee bit not shaky, but maybe a bit shaky at the start, just as he got used to life in, in Scotland. But I think he's really grown into it. And particularly when Ashcroft's not been there, he's he's really had to step up. Yeah. And, and he's brought some goals I, as well. As I said earlier, I watched um, the, the, the Heart Celtic game uh, on, the, on the TV uh, and the lad whose name I can't remember that they signed from MK Dons, who was actually man of the match, had to come off after 80 minutes because his calf seized up and he was interviewed after the game and he said, pace the game up here, something else. Uh, and he'd, he'd gone from the Premiership Club a year ago, I can't remember who it was. Uh, and a lot of players find that when they come to Scotland. They, th they think they'll fit in right away, but it is hectic, the pace up here, isn't it? It is. That's just, that's just the nature of the beast in, in Scotland. You, know? <laughs> you, you, you don't get too... Two minutes to, to think at all, and you you know, you, but you've just got to you've just got to get used to that. I think so, as something's to the detriment of our game, Tom. It, you know, it is it is so fast and furious when you see the way the game is played. It's, it's a different level, I have to say, down south in the, in the Premiership down there, and the, and the way they're playing it. You know, um, elsewhere in Europe now. But I think, but you know, I, I think you've seen that. You know, Celtic and Rangers are introducing the, the way their their style of playing. Other teams are, are developing that style. It's getting the players' heads around it, you know, to get to the yeah. point where you trust. I think it's, it's having belief in yourself when you're in possession that you can take that extra touch. And that's, I'm going back to the game last night, that's what Dundee were lacking. Just somebody, yeah. and St. Johnston as well. And you can understand why, because of where they are. But nobody, nobody was willing to put their foot on that ball in the first no. half. Get it down, get it under control, and try and pass the ball. It was just getting lumped for one end of the park to the other, and it was it was it was a dreadfully poor spectacle. I thought the second half was a wee bit better, to be fair. But you know, as I said, there's a combination of factors in there why it was why it was like that. And I think both teams would have been satisfied by a point in the end. 
about bear, bear, yeah. that the, 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 the thing about you think about you think about players, you know, uh, getting in that different mindset and everything. We need the supporters to be in that mindset as well yeah. because the fa- the fans demand the ball to be forward at all points, don't they? We're we're not the most patient of supporters in Scottish football. We we want the ball in the box all the time. We want chances all the time. We're not we're not always keen on the, the slow, patient like twenty five pass build up to to get into the box. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. There is, there is a mindset in that one, but I think there's got to be an end product, you. And I think you, we, we see teams, um, and I saw Dundee were a wee bit guilty of it at Livingston last week when they were they were they were down in the game, and they were they were playing eight or nine passes before they got over a halfway line. Now, if you're not, I think if you're not going anywhere, you know, you've got to try something. You can't just keep passing. If, if the team, your opposition's two nothing up, they're going to sit back and just look at you passing the ball across your defence and going. You can do that all day. You're two goals down. You know you've got so you've got to come up with someone else. But you're right. It's a mindset thing in Scotland where, where fans do want to see chances. And Tom will go back to the times when you know when Jim McLean was in charge at Tannadice, and the United be winning games, but he wouldn't be happy because fans at Tannadice, as they still do to this day, you expect to be entertained. And the way you're entertained is by getting crosses into the box and getting chances. You know, and if you're not doing that, then that wasn't that wasn't the football at that time. But as we see, the, the the game has moved on, and, and probably for the better. When you see the level now in England, and you know, but they are still creating exciting games on the back of that. So we've, we've, we're going to have to try and work it. What what sort of concerns me is, and just with it sort of rambling on too long, as at the start of the season when the pitches are good, everybody does it, and the, you know, and, and the, they knock the ball about. But as soon as things get a bit tight, and you've lost a few games, and you know, there's a desperation to, to get points. And the weather's maybe not that great, but forget about it straight away, you know. And uh, I think that's something. Is, is it having more players in your team with a belief they can actually, you know, they can do something when, when they're on the ball rather than just get it and lump it, get it and lump it, you know. It's, and it's having that mentality and drilling it in. Great stuff. After this, more Dundee and United when we speak about the derby. Right, anybody jump in here. Is it fair to say... Omicron did Dundee and United a favour because, <laughs> depending obviously on what happens at the weekend, going into Tuesday's derby, they're both in a better place than they were at the end of the year. Yeah, but Tab, we were going to have a winter break anyway. So, I mean, you, you can't. Really. I, know you're, I know where you're coming from, but the winter break obviously got Yeah, but the forward. derby's now after. <laughs> after oh, okay. Of course, of course. Yeah, possibly. Actually, I think I think the derby. derby, Well, I think the derby's probably shaping up to be a better game. To be honest with you, oh god, I can see an Amazon delivery coming to my my door now. Just at this point. Oh, look at you! I I had the postman earlier. It didn't put me off. Well, I'll just have to wait. Oh, great! There you go. That's the door. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even making up. Right, I'll be back. I'll let someone else talk. Anyway, George, do you think the derby? Just, just answer. We obviously need to know what you and Scott from Amazon. They're paying them too much. <laughs> That's all I want to know now. Uh, never, never mind the derby. What's, what's you and got from Amazon? <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, I think both clubs, both teams are in better place. They've got new players, of course, and uh, maybe not as many as both sides would like. I, th- I, I think the the atmosphere might be a wee bit better as well, just because we had that kind of that three-week break where there was yeah. the, kind of a bit of a shock where, oh no, it's People are glad to be back there. Again. We thought they might not. Exactly. No crowds and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I think, and there's more, I think there's more tickets available now because the, the rules have relaxed. 
which so that hopefully we'll even get even more people in. But yeah, I, th- I think it's well, you know, obviously let's take Dundee. the sort of perfect. We'll, we'll, since you're the Dundee man, let's let's be optimistic. I'll be optimistic for a change. Dundee beat St Mirren on Saturday, and they're flying going into the derby. Yes, suddenly they'd be three unbeaten, with at least a couple of clean sheets in there. They've also got a couple of key players back available, and, and Sean Bonnet and Charlie Adam was certainly looking much more like himself uh, at McDermott Park as well. Um, almost snatched a winner at the end. Um, also, hopefully, well, the transfer window will have shut by then, so they'll also hopefully have a couple of new faces in. Now McGinn will be much more up to up to speed. Jay Chapman, the Canadian midfielder that we've not seen yet, um, was on the bench at St. Johnson. Hopefully might get to see him What do you mean you've not seen him? Did he have a hood on or something like that? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he, was that that, he, he looks very similar ridiculous. to Sean Byrne, actually. <laughs> he, might be, he might be tricky to distinguish between the two of them but um, yeah they've cleared up a, a couple of injuries a couple of new faces I think Dundee are, are in a better place than they were had the derby been at New Year yeah and Bear I mean even if Dundee don't beat St Myrna on Saturday if they were to win the derby there's no better foundation to go on and pick up the points and get wins that they do definitely need mm-hmm. if they're going to stay in that league than than a derby victory to kick that off. No, massive. It's a massive game, Tom. Regardless of who's wearing the table and and what time of the season it's at, and with your certain, you you could take it on its own. You know, it sits on its own for the fans. You know, everybody wants to win a derby match. Um, now at this point in time, you know, the Tom Courts has got the win this season. So I'm sure James McPakers will be desperately. Definitely keen to level Mars and the fact that at home that they'll be looking to take full advantage. But I would suggest it's on a knife edge, Tom. The derby matches, you know, it could go either way. It could be a, a, a bad decision from a referee or a good decision, depending on what side of the coin you're on. But the most important thing, fans, I mean, you'd like to see an exciting game and a game filled with quality. But fans would take a scrappy 1 0 every day of the week. And, uh, it's more pressing in terms of, I mean, as I said, they take it on its own merits, but for Dundee, it's, 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 they're desperately needing points. So they desperately need to win that game and, and to, you know, level things up for the season as well in, in terms of the matches between the pair of them. But I'm really looking forward to it because it will be touching a full house. There's no doubt about that. They're the best games. They're the best games. The best games if you win them, of course. If you lose them, then you just go home and switch the lights off for a couple of, <laughs> a couple of days and, 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 and try to keep the head head down a wee bit. But, yeah, it's, it's it's finally it's finally set up, and hopefully both teams, you know, at the weekend will have encouraging results to take into the derby. And hopefully, as George said, you know, we get both teams that you know they're not having to sort of uh, put players in that you know shouldn't be playing in certain positions. They've got they've got more of their more of their their, their first team players back in the right in the right areas, and and, and we see a, a true a true derby and. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. The excitement's here already, Tom. So um, you've got to get, got to get past the month first on Saturday. But uh, after that, it's, it's, it's just one thing on everybody's mind in this city. Yeah. And Ewan, two questions. One, most importantly, what did you get from Amazon? Oh, it's got Jill's name on it. So it's not even, it's not even exciting. Some, <laughs> some, wee, some wee have, you not got, have you not got a kettle? You can steam it open. 
Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Maybe try oh, that. Hey, I mean, no, no, it's not, it's not that exciting, don't, to be honest don't with you. You always get caught. They never stick back down properly. Honestly, the size, do of the, pa- the size of the package, it doesn't really look like it's up to much anyway, so I'm not bothered. Um, but um, yeah, what was the second thing you were going to ask me? For United, is it, is it one of these ones where I suspect I know the answer because Tam Coates likes a, a performance and points from every game, if possible. But is it is there a temptation there for United to go to Celtic on Saturday and say, well, the big game's on Tuesday. Just keep it respectable here and, and make sure we're ready for Tuesday. Because although Bear says Bear described the last derby without meaning to perhaps perfectly was a scrappy 1-0 does the, the winning fans. And that's what the last derby was. But United, whatever happens at Celtic on Saturday, this is a fixture right now. They're going into a lot of confidence and as you're about to find out, they do love going to Dense Park. Yeah, well, obviously the stats that George Kindly put in there um, suggest that. I mean, 40 wins for Dundee United at Dense Park out of 87 games, as opposed to 27 for Dundee. Yeah. Um, that's your stats, by the way, George Bell just nicked them. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I get your point to an extent about the, the game at Celtic, and, and I do probably agree with like the Charlie Mulgrew session. If, if he's almost fit, then... Are you going to risk him against Celtic or are you going to keep wrap him cotton wool for the Dundee game? Yes, but I can't see Dundee United writing off the, the trip to Celtic Park yet. I even know Celtic are bang on form. They've signed a lot of new players. They're a different side from the team that Dundee United drew with in September. But Dundee United did go to Celtic Park in September and draw one each. And they did go to Ibrox um, not too long ago when they were like had horrendous COVID issues and they were playing a really young side and yeah. they, they held Rangers until the latter stages of the game um, before losing 1-0 so they are capable of going to Glasgow and getting a result and the, the flip side of what you're saying is if they can go to, to Celtic Park uh, put in a great performance come away with, with something then what a boost that would be going into the Derby match although the, the other side of things what you're saying is they, they obviously Got the win the other night, which perhaps relieves a little bit of pressure for the Celtic game. Um, but there's there's always pressure in the derby, isn't there? It's not. It's more than just the bragging rights. And Dundee United need a win just as much as Dundee do. Um, Dundee United have got at this moment in time, have got slightly different ambitions in the league. Um, but they're flirting about the edge of the the top six. They're leveling points with Aberdeen, but their goal difference is inferior. So Dundee United need a win every bit as much as Dundee do. Yeah, and what I said to Bear, uh, you and uh, when you were answering the door to the Amazon man, we should be sponsored by Amazon, by the way. Um, <laughs> was uh, for Dundee a, a derby win would be a great foundation to to mount the bid for the wins they need for survival. But for United, it's a great foundation to get back up right into the the heart of the top six. Yeah, I think the top six pretty much a must for Dundee United this season. I don't think anybody in and around the club um, pretends otherwise. I think it's quite clear that they expect and they are aiming to get into the top six and it'll be a disappointing season if they don't finish in the top six. I think a few more wins and I think they can start to believe, right, we're, we're almost at the point of being safe and we don't worry about the bottom end of the table when we start looking up. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, I... I the, the the top six is, is is a lot closer than you think. And Dundee United went through that horrendous run of losing six league games in a row. But I'm looking at the table right now. They're it's leveling like points. With, isn't it? Yeah, Goldiff's level points with Aberdeen. They're only two points away from Hibs. 
they're four points away from fourth place Motherwell. So, I mean, it's all to play for in the top six. And, and if Dundee United can get in and about the mix of the top six and secure a top six place, then they should be looking to to recapture that ambition they're trying to get into Europe. I mean, they are capable of doing it, but they're also well, capable of just missing out. Without heaping too much pressure on them, surely, as tough as it's been for the last two and a bit months, the standard they set in the first few months of the season suggests they're even six could be slight sixth place could be slightly disappointing they're capable of challenging for the top four aren't they yeah i think you you'll know for the amount of years that you you worked in this patch the expectation levels at dun united they're always heightened i mean the the, the dun united even though they've had a few years down in the championship and they were they were getting back up there's still that traditionally that expectation level and and dun united fans maybe are less satisfied than Dundee fans, let's say, a, a certain uh, position on the table. So they will expect to get back to that level. And yeah, they are capable of doing it. I mean, they showed, like you say, they showed it earlier in the season with some of the performances and the results. That side hasn't gone away. It's gone into a bit of a lull and there's been a number of reasons for that. Um, but they're back out of that just now. So they are capable of getting up there and they are capable of challenging. And maybe... Uh, sixth place would be slightly disappointing for Dundee United. Maybe they should be going for Europe, but let let's see if they can get into the top six first, and then see if they can kick on from there. Good stuff, right? Bit of fun to finish off. One word answers only, please. Who wins the derby on Tuesday, George? Uh, the referee. Bear. Dundee. You in? Well, it's a bit unfair because what I'm going to say is two words. Dundee one United. Word, one word. Dundee one United. Word. Two words, though. <laughs> <laughs> you just said United. Okay. My God. Tom, you are, yeah. Tom I, I, the question was one word. George said the referee, two words. You and Sarah about six words. <laughs> and you got the right answer from me, Dundee. In one word, Bear. And you know what? It's because George sat on the fence. I'm now the adjudicator in this. I've got the casting vote. So here we go. Oh, God. Sorry, lads. We're out of time. See you next week. <laughs> if you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the Tele Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tanadice, or go to the telly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door. <laughs>